On today's show, we talk to Allison about her trip to Disney World. This is WWDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 171. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World planning website. Today I have repeat guest Allison joining us. Allison and I talked about a year ago. You might remember her as the woman who came up to me right as I lost my car keys. I tell that story a lot because it's so funny. Uh, So she joins me again on the show and... On this episode, we talk about a lot of great things because she's a frequent Disney World guest, but the last time she went, she went with a baby. Now her baby's a toddler, so we talk about that. We talk about her road trip to Disney World. We talk about the heat, the incredible July heat in Orlando um, and how they managed. We also talk about accomplishing a lot of things in a very short amount of time. This was a last-minute trip and a budget trip. And so, you know, how did they do that? Because they did a lot. They accomplished a lot. So we discuss how they did that. Now, you'll notice on this episode, I've actually split this up into two parts uh, due to some feedback from you guys. Uh, the the long two-hour episodes were a lot for people to digest. So I'm doing my best to kind of break them down a little bit. So I split her episode into two parts. Both are being dropped at the same time. So if you are able to consume, you know, two full hours at once, if you're you know, cleaning your house or working in your office or whatever, that's great. You know, the next episode will just start right up. Otherwise, I I find that this is maybe an easier way for you guys to listen to the episodes and to find the tips that you are specifically looking for. I'll make sure to be very clear in the show notes what each episode, you know, the, the tips that we discuss, the tips that we cover. So if you want to go back and find it, hopefully that'll be a little bit easier for you in your planning process. That being said, let's let Allison take it away. Allison, thanks for being on the show again. How are you? Very good. Thanks for having me back. I was really excited when you reached out to me to be on the show again. I still tell people the story about when we met that one time at Disney because you will always be the person who was like, Julie, hi, I want to introduce myself. And I like was losing my mind because I just lost my car key. And then you left and I was like, that woman thinks I'm insane. <laughs> so That was a great memory. I wore that same dress on this trip. You know, I spent $100 on it when I bought it. So I tried to wear it every time I go to Disney. And when I put it on this time, I immediately thought of that memory. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that dress too. It's the, the up dress. So we referred to it on the last episode as the up dress. And I got so many people being like the up dress dress. What is the up Pixar. We should have been more specific. (laughs) Pixar's Pixar's up. up. Yes. The up dress is Pixar's up. But I very much remember that because I had just been literally, literally lying like face down on the pavement, (laughs) looking for my car key (laughs) under a car. And then you come over in this beautiful dress with a matching headband and you looked so cute. And I was sweaty and had just been lying on the ground in a dirty parking lot. So that's <laughs> when you messaged me to ask if you'd be on the show again, I was, I told my husband, I was like, remember that woman who came over when I was hysterical? She's going to be on the show again. Yay! <laughs> Yay! So I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> One year later to talk about your trip. But anybody listening who doesn't remember, you can go back and listen to Allison's first trip. I believe it was June 2022. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. And if I'm remembering correctly, you had your two kids and a baby. So I mean, three Mm -hmm. three kids, but two older kids and and one free kid. Yeah. Two and a half kids. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about your most recent trip. Uh, Who were you traveling with this time? Is it the same, the same crew? Very close. So we we decided to book this trip for July in May um, when the Disney Visa card discounts came out that were like 35% off your room. We had not planned on going back this year, but you know, it's a really addictive place, as you know. I do know. And when you can score like the 35% off, that's a that's a good chunk right there. That's 
It's good. It, it really is. And they almost tempted us with that four day, $99 a day park tickets too. But we, at the last minute, we were like, oh, no, we can't swing that. So we only ended up doing two park days for this trip. But when we had gone on our last trip, we went with my mother-in-law and she was, you know, just such a gem to travel with. She's amazing. We have a friend that we work with. Her name's Abby, who had said to us, hey, if you ever go again and you need a third set of hands, I would love to go with you. So, you know, she doesn't have any kids and her wife is training to be a lawyer and very busy in the summer. So she she's a teacher, you know, so she's like, I, I have time. She has free time, free hands to help with now a toddler, not a baby anymore, yes. now a toddler, which yes, is even almost, more work. <laughs> yes, almost more important to have a third set of hands with a toddler. So Abby came with us. She's our coworker and a, a very close friend. So it was my husband and myself and our three kids, my two boys who are nine and seven, had just turned nine and seven. Actually, my nine-year-old was turning nine on the way home or the day after we got home from the trip. But I'll just refer to him as my nine-year-old. And then my seven-year-old who had just turned seven. And then our one and a half, uh, really more like 20-month-old. And then our friend Abby. So six of us. Okay. Now, what were the sleeping arrangements? You said you got a really sweet discount. So with six people, it, it makes it there are plenty of resort rooms that'll hold five people with six people. It does get a little more tricky. And especially with three of those people being adults. So what what did you guys decide to do for sleeping arrangements? Well, as long I know, you know this, but for the listeners, as long as one of your kids is under three, they technically don't count as person in the hotel room. So we actually did pack into a room built for five. Oh, my. The biggest, the big, we were crazy. The biggest discount that we could find and the best value was the Port Orleans Riverside Fifth Sleeper Rooms. And we had this all planned out that, you know, my husband and I could share a bed, then Abby could share a bed with one of our kids. And we asked her this ahead of time, obviously. We, <laughs> you we didn't just bring it her on her. What the yeah. situation <laughs> was going to be. We said, hey, do you still want to go if these are the sleeping arrangements? And she, she did. And then my, my middle child was in the pullout bed. Actually, my two oldest took turns in the pullout bed, but it's bigger than you think it is when you see it in the pictures. It, it fit my nine-year-old comfortably, and he's pretty big. And then we had a, we ordered a pack and play, and we had my daughter in the pack and play in the bathroom. <laughs> That's I hear that a lot. It sounds so ridiculous when you say it. You're like, you know, my youngest slept in the bathroom. It is a common theme with people traveling with little guys on the show is that they sleep in the bathroom. <laughs> yep. Pull the curtain. It's like they have their own room. Okay. So everybody's real close then. We're Oh yeah. We're, we're all, cozy. Yeah, we're all best friends here. Just uh six of us in one room. I like it. Okay. Talk to me a little bit about the Disney Visa card. I I don't have a Disney Visa card. So I'm I'm curious if you don't mind me asking about like the perks of that card. Obviously here you got a pretty sizable discount on the room. Do you get a lot of perks? Do you see a lot of discounts that, you know, make it worth it to you to have this card? I get asked about it a lot and I don't have one. So I'm really curious your take. So really the biggest benefit we ever got from it is when we actually applied for it. We were going on a trip in 2019 and they had a deal that if you got a Disney gift card, if you applied for one, you got a $500 Disney gift card. <laughs> and then on top of that, you got like $250 if you referred someone. So I got one and then I referred my husband. And so we both got one and then we got $750 off of our first trip. And so that was incredible. That was a really good incentive to, to just get one. And we're not big credit card people as far as like, we usually, we have a couple credit cards, but we use it all for the cash back and we pay it off, you know, at the end of the month. So we weren't too worried about, you know, oh, here's another credit card that we have to open. But I know a lot of people really hate credit cards then, you know, because they can be very dangerous. They can be. Um, um, the so sign on bonuses are really like I'm in a several like tra like Facebook groups, like travel groups. And it's always it's the sign on bonuses that you really have to watch for. So for you getting seven hundred and fifty dollars towards your trip, that's a pretty good sign on bonus. Just from like what I've learned from these groups. Yeah, that's why we got it in the first place. And honestly, the you know day to day perks are not that great. It's it's one percent back on everything, but it comes to you in Disney bucks. 
But when you're in the parks, it's 10% off if you spend over $50 in most stores. And then you can get discounts on certain tours, certain certain restaurants. There, there's just little perks here and there. And then there's the character meet and greets at Epcot and Hollywood Studios you can get with it too. So there's there's little things here and there that you can get with it. But then every once in a while, they'll have this big like 35% off your room if you book with your Disney visa. So we really use it more for that. And for the sign-on bonus, then we don't use it as a day-to-day credit card. We really only use it when we're in Disney World. Okay. Okay. That's what that's what I thought. I feel like if you're looking for just a more general travel credit card, like a Chase Sapphire or something is going to be more beneficial. But if you're right, if you have the the credit, the ability to take on a, a card to make whatever, because they always make you purchase. So it's like you have to spend $3,000 in the first six months or something like that to get your sign-on bonus. If you're like, this is something I can do and pay off and I like, you know, book your hotel or whatever with it and then get that. If that's something you're doing, that definitely makes sense. But you're I think you're right. Like just reading up on travel credit cards, the day to day bonuses are not anything spectacular. Okay, that's good to know. Let's talk a little bit about getting to Disney World. So where where are you guys coming from? Central Illinois. Okay. Yes. So you're not too far from me. <laughs> nope, not too far. We're a little closer than you. You are a little closer. Yeah. So you're driving then on this trip. Oof. We used to drive when I was a kid and I've yet to do it with my kids because I'm not brave enough. <laughs> so you know what? The kids were awesome. And we have driven now three times to Disney. And honestly, this was the first trip where we were like, we might be getting too old for this. Our kids are great. It's it's us. We can't handle it anymore. <laughs> They're like, Mom, we just stopped. Come on. Like, oh, my back hurts. My butt. I have to go to the bathroom again. <laughs> the lack of sleep, not being able to sleep in the car and then being exhausted when we get there. The kids were fine. They slept the whole way. They they're great car travelers. I mean, none of my kids get car sick. They they sleep in the car better than they sleep in their own beds. You know, they're they were great. It was the adults and then some bad luck on the way home that I'll talk about later. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Six of you in a car or were you, do you have like a, a minivan? I'm just, I'm curious the, the car arrangement here. You guys have a, yeah, we have a minivan. Okay. A minivan. All right. All right. So that makes it a little more comfortable. <laughs> yes. It actually was pretty comfortable even with six people. And we, we didn't really pack all that heavy because all of our stuff really fit in the back without folding down any seats. And then we, you know, had a couple of things like we had a little mini cooler and the snack bag and the boys like switch and tablet bags with us in our seats. But other than that, it all fit in the back. We didn't have to fold anything down or squish together. We all had a very comfortable spot. Oh, that's great. How long how long is the drive? Were you able to do it in one full day or did you have to stay overnight? We did it both. Well, (laughs) the way there, we did it in one full drive and we've always done it in one shot. It's 17 hours, it says on the GPS. And by the time you stop, you know, I think we stopped five times for gas and then one little bit longer time we stopped at Bucky's in Mason, Georgia, the Mm, huge Bucky's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You have to stop at Bucky's. We spent a little more time at Bucky's and normally when we drive down, we stop for breakfast, but All in all, I think we left at 5 p.m. on Friday night and we drove through the night stopping for gas about five times and we got to our resort by noon. That's what my mom used to do with us. And as a kid, I was like, yeah, no big deal. I would sleep in the back. But yeah, yeah. At least with three adults, it makes it a little bit easier. I assume the three of you were switching off rather than two. So you get more time to rest since you're driving overnight. All right. That's that's quite the drive. So what, what dates did you, what date did you leave? We left on July 7th, Friday, July 7th, and we ended up getting home on Thursday, July 13th. Okay. All right. So you check into Port Orleans River, you're at the Riverside Resort around noon. So that first day, I assume you guys are exhausted, at least the adults. So are we skipping parks? I know you're only doing a couple of parks days. What are you doing on the first day? Yes, we decided. So our very first trip we ever went on in 2019 as a family, we tried to do a park day the first day. And I realized very quickly that was a mistake. So for the rest of the time, when I go to Disney, I'm going to do an arrival day and a departure day without a park. And then we 
last time we went on our 2022 trip, we tried to squeeze in a Disney Springs stop on our first day. Also never going to do that again, especially (laughs) if it's a weekend night. So we decided just to explore our resort the first day. So I have a couple of, of things we did around the resort. We let's see, we got in around noon. And I had a text about 20 minutes before we pulled into Port Orleans that our room was ready. Beautiful. You're like, you're seeing the signs like Disney World. And then you get that yes. text that your room's Ding. ready. It's like, yes. <laughs> It was amazing. Unfortunately, I had requested Building 38. I had called um, right when we booked the room. Well, actually, I called when we were paying off the room because we paid in Disney gift cards. So I had to actually call to pay. Right, right. And when I did that about a month ago, I requested Building 38 because looking at the map on touring plans and all of that, it was the closest building we could get to the pool in the lobby that was a standard room that we that we paid for because we paid for the standard woods view, not the preferred rooms. And when the text came through, it gave us building 25. And I real quick got on and looked at the map and building 25 was probably the furthest (laughs) from every, all the, the lobby, the pool, everything we wanted to be by. However, our room was ready. And when I looked, building 25 was right next to the first bus stop. So I'm like, well, maybe we just keep this and suck it up because we'll be super close when we get off and on the bus in the morning and then late night when we come back from the parks. And then when we go to the pool in the lobby, you know, it will be a little bit longer walk, but that's okay. So we just kept it. It was a very long, confusing walk to the lobby. It was a lot of winding trails. Yeah. <laughs> I So I will say, I personally, I know everybody's different. I personally prefer, especially in a moderate resort where they're big and there are multiple bus stops and they're so spread out, those resorts. Mm-hmm. And Riverside is no exception. It is huge and really spread out and there are bridges and you're like, how do I get to wherever I'm going? I prefer to be by the bus stop rather than like the lobby or the pool. If I have to walk a little bit further just to get to the pool, fine, because it's probably, you know, an off afternoon. But I'd rather be at the end of a long day or if I'm like rushing in the morning by the bus stop. So, and being by the first bus stop was really great because in the morning we were the first ones on the bus. And so we got the bus, which by the time it worked its way around to the lobby, a lot of times the bus was full. So they had to wait for the next bus. Or you have to stand. You, I assume were sitting. We were sitting. (laughs) And at the end of the night, we were the first drop off back off. So we got to get off first. So that was really the ideal bus placement. Perfect. Okay, so there's a lot to do at Riverside. When you're exploring the resort, what what are you guys doing that first day? The first thing we did is we were all starving because, you know, we'd driven 17 hours. So we put our stuff in the room. We parked at the nearest parking lot, which was still a little bit of a haul to get our stuff. We didn't realize that the people in the golf carts would like come and get our stuff and take it to the room if we wanted do yes yes if you need help with all your stuff they come with golf carts i were the first the very first time a million years ago i stayed at that resort i was so overwhelmed i got in at like 11 p.m midnight or something and i I was like we have all these suitcases and i don't know where i'm going it was like the very first time i'd stayed there and somebody was like I'll, let me just bring my golf cart they were like lady calm down we've got golf carts right here to help you oh so on the way in, we unloaded the stuff ourselves. You know, we had a lot of adrenaline and we were, we had some energy on the way I'm loading it back into the car at the end of the trip. We did the golf carts because we realized they had them at that point. We didn't even realize they had them when we arrived and we went straight to our room because, you know, it's the contactless check-in. So we got our room unpacked and then we all immediately went to eat at the food court and we took all of our swimming stuff with us. So we didn't have to walk back and forth and back and forth. So we took a big swim bag with our swimsuits in it. And we went, we ate at the food court. It was, it was pretty good food. It it was definitely an upgrade in food quality from the art of animation food court that we've been staying at. Yeah. And it's nice that they have a food court option here because you know, not every resort has that the value resorts have it, but it's nice to have that as like a quick option or if everybody wants something different. And they had a lot of they had a lot of options. We bought a souvenir mug and then lost it the next day. So that's fun. Oh, no. um, but we bought a souvenir mug. We got a, you know, a couple refills out of it the first day that we bought it. We swam for a little bit. Then we had to pick up our grocery delivery. I had done an Amazon grocery delivery. 
So we had to get out of the pool and go get that. And everybody carried it back, which again, probably would have taken it on the golf cart for us, but we didn't know this at the time. (laughs) Put away our groceries, came back to the room, changed. And then we walked back to the lobby to get our stroller that was being delivered. We ordered a double stroller from Kingdom Strollers again. We we could have probably gotten away with a single stroller, but my seven-year-old is still... He, he's little, so he fits in a stroller and he also, you know, he's less annoying when he has a stroller. To, <laughs> to have understood. A understood. So, <laughs> yeah. The two-year-old definitely, you know, the one and a half, two-year-old definitely needed a stroller. The, the seven-year-old didn't really need it, but it came in very beneficial at different parts of the trip. So we, we went with the double. You know, honestly, I hear a lot of people say that they save their Disney trips until they're stroller free. And I love having a stroller. Me too. It's a a great place to throw all your crap that you bring with you to the park. Yeah, I my daughter's six and she it depends on like what we're doing, whether or not she needs a stroller. But even if I just like decide last minute to rent one, it's nice to just have a place to like throw some crap and, yes. and park the stroller. You know, it's I'm I'm with you. It's easier if you have like a backpack because then it's, you know, when it's hot, you're like sweaty with your backpack. Maybe that's just me. But like I, you don't like I don't want it touching me. I want it hanging up on the stroller. So exactly. And a great place for the kids to sit down, even if you're just, you know, waiting in line for food or something and they're tired and. Yeah, I really like having the stroller. So the only the only bad thing is Kingdom Strollers used to do drop off without you there. And now they require that you are in person when you drop off and pick up. And that kind of got annoying on this trip because the stroller pickup was at 3.30. And we kind of wanted to go over to French Quarter and explore the other side of the Port Orleans grounds. But we were kind of trapped at Riverside until our stroller was delivered. And then they were late. So, you know, that was kind of annoying, but small inconvenience, not terrible. So we got the stroller about 3.45 is when they finally showed up. But I will say Kingdom Strollers has always answered the phone. Every time I call them, they've always answered. So and he right away was like, I don't know why they're late. I'll call and see. And then he called me back and said, they're down at French Quarter waiting for you. I'm like, well, we're at (laughs) Riverside. So you wanted to explore French Quarter. You could have just gone there. Could have gone there. (laughs) Oh, man. So we got the stroller. We we wanted to ride the boat over to French Quarter, but storms were rolling in and they had shut down the boats, which actually, once we walked from our room to the lobby of Riverside, the walk over to French Quarter didn't seem that far, <laughs> honestly. It didn't seem so bad. So I assume you guys are getting beignets. What are you doing over at French Quarter? Yeah. We did. That's the first thing we did. My daughter fell asleep. And then shortly after that, my son fell asleep in the stroller. So the the oldest child and the three adults got beignets. It started to rain and my oldest was bummed because he really wanted to swim in the French Quarter pool because it has that really cool serpent slide where you like slide down the serpent's tongue. It's really cool. He he was bummed because the storms just wouldn't go away. So we waited for like an hour and a half down there just exploring the French Quarter until the storms went away. We we spent some time in the pool bar and my daughter chased around these bubbles that lifeguards were, you know, standing around blowing these bubbles because they had nothing else to do because the pools were shut down. We did that for like an hour and a half. And then finally, the pools opened. So we were like, quick, kids, jump in, get in, get in. So they got in the pools. My daughter went to the splash pad. And then I looked at the radar on my phone. And I was like, oh, you guys, there's another cell coming in in about 30 minutes. We're all gonna have to get back out. We really were too exhausted to walk back. So we really wanted to take the boat back. We said to the kids after about 30 minutes of swimming, we're like, okay, and that's it. Back in the stroller and time. And we all walked to the bus and we got on the bus and took it back to our room. We got back to the room. Everybody got in their PJs. We were about ready to go to bed. And then I realized that I forgot to grab our key to the world cards and our birthday buttons and everything that we were going to need for the next day. So I actually drove. Oh, you drove. Yeah, (laughs) I I got I went back to the parking lot, got my car and drove around to the front, parked in the registration parking and drove back. (laughs) Do you wear like a Fitbit or an Apple Watch or anything? I don't, but our phones kind of recorded. And I think they said like 15 miles a day. I'm always curious when it's like super long walks from I'll like often look, I'll be like looking at my watch. I'm like, all right, let's see how many steps it is from this room all the way to that lobby. (laughs) I'm sure it was a lot of steps. Yeah. Touring plan said it was seven minutes, but it definitely felt longer. (laughs) 
It definitely felt <laughs> like a 10 to 15 minute walk, especially the first few times because we got lost and turned around. Even though we were on the, the Disney app looking at the GPS, we still got lost. The Disney GPS, when it works, it's great. It Sometimes I'm like, where are you sending me? It's not always super accurate. It's also confusing. The little arrow that tells you what direction you're walking often turns around in circles and you're not sure. You're like, okay, am I walking this way? Right. Am I walking this way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quite the first day. The next day, is this, are we doing a park then? This is our Epcot day. Okay. We, and what day is this? This is Monday, or sorry, Sunday. Okay. Sunday, July 9th. And we decided after going back and forth, and should we do the four park day deal or should we just do two like we originally planned? We decided to just go with the two park days because doing four park days with the deal they had was going to only add $400 to our trip. But once you added Genie Plus and extra days and food and all of that, it was adding over $1,000 to our trip. And this was supposed to be a quick, budget-friendly trip back to Disney. You know, this was not supposed to be a huge epic thing. So we decided to just do Epcot and Magic Kingdom. We were really the most excited about Epcot because our kids have really not done Epcot. They they were there for like maybe three hours on our first trip in 2019. And then it rained. And then my husband and I did a date night the rest of it. And on our last trip, our kids didn't go to Epcot. It was just my husband and I did a date night there. So we've never really taken them to do all these rides. And now they have Remy and Guardians and the kids have never been on Soren. So we were really excited to take them to Epcot. And their ages, because they're nine and seven at this point, it's like a a year or just over a year is it's a huge difference in like what they are able to do at a place like Epcot, like as far as rides go and the things that they're interested in. It's they're like completely different people you know, in, in, at that age. So yeah, I'm excited to hear if they did all of these, all of these rides and, and how they felt about them. I should mention too, that my seven-year-old just was tall enough for a lot of these rides. He's real little. So he had just from last summer to this summer, he grew enough to, he was able to go on guardians. And, um, that was pretty exciting because last summer, I don't think he would have been tall enough yet. So. Is, are your kids like, brave? Are they excited for for rides? Or are they a little more hesitant for roller coasters or bigger rides? It really goes back and forth. Our first trip, my five-year-old, that it's, so my oldest, he was five on our first trip. He was up for anything. He would have gone on anything we asked. And then the last trip when he was when he was eight, seven, eight years old, he was a little nervous, Isn't more funny? nervous than we thought he'd be. And then this trip, he was back to loving it all. Yeah. And when they're nervous, you're like, you've done this before. <laughs> it's like they they're like, nope, nope, nope. And my middle child is always nervous about everything. But he went on way more than we thought he was going to. And hit for him, it was the ride queue and standing in line. It wasn't the actual ride. <laughs> Once he did it, he was so happy he did it and came off smiling. But in the line, oh my gosh, the questions. Is this fast? Is this dark? How many drops? Yep, yep. You're like, I didn't design the ride. I don't know. <laughs> just <laughs> Let's just go on and see. <laughs> we started saying, we don't know. We've never been on it. Yeah, I, I'm new here too. I don't work here, so. <laughs> okay, at Epcot, first, are you buying Genie Plus? And second, are you rope drop. So we decided since we only had two park days, we were going to splurge for Genie Plus. And we even splurged for some individual lightning lanes, not all of them that we could have done. But I think we did two of the three that we could have done out of the two park days. You know, I totally understand people that go all the time, maybe trying to get a park day in without buying Genie, especially if you have an annual pass, you know, and you you already paid all this money for your annual pass. And so you're getting in your park for quote unquote free and you don't want to spend all this money, you know, on the extra stuff. I totally get that. If you're, you know, only going once a year or less than that, Genie Plus is really, it's very beneficial, even at a park like Epcot. Yeah, and for a quick a quick trip, that's that's really where Genie Plus is. I think the most the most useful is to pack a whole lot in in yep. a short and amount of sure time. And we sure did. We both our Epcot and our Magic Kingdom day, we did Genie Plus individual lightning lanes, rope drop, and we closed down the park. We went hard. All right. 
Uh, how about vir- how about the virtual queue this morning? Were you up and doing that as well? We had seen some reports online of people that did the virtual queue and still waited for like an hour. And we have we have to do rider switch too. So we decided just to skip once we got the individual lightning lane. We decided to skip the virtual queue. We just decided not to do it. Okay, yeah that that is true, and especially right now with Tron because it's still so new. Yeah, you do end up like the virtual queue doesn't mean you skip the line. It's just your opportunity yes. to get in line. So you're still waiting. 40, 45 is, I think, a pretty safe guess for how long you'll be waiting. But often it's over an hour if it's super We busy. thought about just trying to do it to see if we could do it. But then we were like on the bus and we missed our the window to do it. And we're like, oh, you know what? Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> we, we have yeah, the individual lightning lane. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> Epcot this day, it was $17 a person for Genie Plus. And touring plans said it was going to be a four out of 10 crowd day. And it ended up when they corrected themselves the next day, Epcot only ended up being a two out of 10. And it was it was obvious. Wow. It was not that crowded on Sunday. It's been like weirdly low crowds yeah. this summer. It really seems like it's middle of July. Everybody's still out of school. It's that's and it's you're there on a weekend. We so also hit it crazy. Um, we also hit Epcot on like the two weeks of the year they don't have a festival. So there was no food and wine, no oh, festival yeah. of the art. Yeah, that like tiny window. So I think that was probably part of why it was so empty too. But it was so nice. It was it was very obvious the crowds were low because while we waited in line for a couple of rides, we barely waited in line for food or drinks the whole time we were there. And I don't feel like I ever remember not waiting in line for food and drink. Yeah. And the, you know, the moment you said Genie Plus was $17, honestly, I'm surprised it wasn't 15. But when you said 17, I was like, oh, it's that's low for yeah, recently. For sure. You know, so that's that that immediately tells you even before you set foot into the park that it's going to be lower crowds. Okay, so tell me about your morning then. So we've purchased Genie. We're skipping that that virtual queue. You said you're buying individual lightning lanes. I assume you did that early as well. At seven o'clock, we booked, we tried to do the double lightning lane and it failed every single time this trip. We never got it to work. We tried a couple different things because it was so successful the last trip, but I got a new phone and my husband still has our old phone that we were working on. So like, I think part of it was the the times between when we click the buttons and my phone's fast and his phone isn't. And so I'd always get it. So we tried clicking his first and then mine. It just never worked. But eventually we gave up on trying it. We ended up with Remy at a 120 return time by the time we tried the hack and it didn't work. And we went back to Remy and tried it again. <laughs> so I'm sorry it didn't work. It's tough in the it's tough in the morning. And I I really think, too, if it's now, it probably wasn't as big of a deal because it seems like yeah. it was low crowds. But if you know it's going to be busy, I wouldn't even try the hack like first thing in the morning because that you're you're wasting time as people are grabbing those hard to and get. The rides. only reason we did try so. it is because we we were going to rope drop frozen and we really wanted to get lightning lanes for both Remy and test track. But we knew that test track yeah. might run out, but Remy was our priority. So we just went ahead and booked Remy. It gave us a 120 return time and it didn't end up being a problem because the parks weren't crowded. So we ended up getting everything we wanted to eventually. So we got on the bus about 730 and the bus ride took a long time. It <laughs> it was like a 45 minute bus ride. The bus driver wow. was a very chatty lady. And, you know, every time she stopped, gave us like the background of the bus stop. And it was like, lady, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but it's rope drop. And you have you have a bunch right. of people on this bus that want to have a place to be. We all have a place to be. <laughs> anyway, she was really nice, but it took a very long time to get to Epcot. And then we got to Epcot and the bag check took forever. I was... I was probably like the third person in line, but then they kept not calling me because it goes by your face and who walked in first, like a video of your face and who walked in. And so I was in the bag check line. Yes, if you get stuck for a bag, don't try and switch with like your husband or whoever, because you won't let you just stand there. You won't get called up. But that stinks. Yeah, it took a long time. But but we did. We got in the park by like probably 832 and we were at the back of the pack walking in. But we, our plan was to rope drop Frozen, and we walked pretty much right on. It said it was a 15-minute wait by the time we got up there, but we were constantly moving through the line. We didn't stop at all and wait. So we got on Frozen. The kids loved that. My my daughter 
who's one and a half, loves Frozen. So she was just entranced by the ride, really, really liked it. And then our next plan was we were waiting for Anna and Elsa since it's right there. Dave was going to take the boys and go do other stuff while Abby and I waited with Isla to see Anna and Elsa. But the boys said they wanted to meet Anna and Elsa. (laughs) And then that took a really long time. We were the second family in line. They did not let us in until 9.15 to go meet them. And then they didn't show up until 9.21. I was going to say the the Anna and Elsa probably weren't ready yet. They were probably still they getting were ready still in the back. They were still putting on makeup or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but the, they eventually came out and I had my daughter dressed like Elsa from the second movie because she's so obsessed with it. And, you know, I put a lot of time and thought into this costume. And then she walked right past Elsa and was like, you're cool. But also, I'm Elsa, so I don't know why you're here. Yeah. And then asked where <laughs> Olaf was and then pointed at Anna and walked over to Anna. So, you know. Best laid plans, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Was not impressed. (laughs) Gotta love those toddlers. It did make for an adorable picture. I sent that picture to you of her holding Elsa's hand, dressed like Elsa. It was really cute. And then um, after we met Anna and Elsa, Abby and Isla and I had breakfast reservations at Akershus. Is that how you say it? Akershus Royal Banquet Hall? Sure. (laughs) I always said it Akershus in Uh, my head, and then I heard someone pronounce it Akershus, and then I'm like... I don't know. It's one of those things. I've been corrected so many times in the way that I say things that whenever somebody's like, is that sure. how you say it? I'm yeah, like, sure. Sounds good. Why not? Okay. So we had breakfast reservations there and I booked the breakfast because it was a little bit cheaper than lunch and it just the foods they were serving looked really good. And I thought if we eat breakfast at like 10, that could be two meals for Abby and Isla and I, and you know, we could knock out breakfast and lunch. It, it ended up my daughter ate a ton, which was unexpected, you know, for a toddler. She ate like the entire fruit bowl to herself and quite a few of the pastries. She really, really liked the breakfast and she did not eat again. I don't think my daughter ate again other than drinks. You know, she had some milk and stuff throughout the day, but I don't think she had another bite to eat until like five o'clock at night. It was filling. It was filling. Yeah. And we met at the breakfast. We met Belle, Tiana, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty and Ariel. Isla, we had changed her clothes and she was dressed like Snow White. She had a lot of costume changes this day. so. <laughs> and she was okay with the costume changes. I don't think any of my kids would have tolerated me doing this. <laughs> it would be like, she Mom, was. No. <laughs> she was. She was okay with the costume changes. Honestly, when I take her in the bathrooms, I was I was really impressed with the number of companion bathrooms there were throughout the, all the parks. Because every time I took her to get changed, there was an available companion back, bathroom. And she just loved getting in her diaper and like running around the bathroom for five minutes in the air conditioning with no clothes on. So she actually enjoyed it. (laughs) I mean, they know their audience. (laughs) Their audience is little people who want to run around in their diaper. So really liked that part. Uh, So she put up with it pretty well. And it was a moment to like, I'd wipe off her face and splash some cold water on her hair, you know. And so it was kind of a, a moment in the bathroom to like regroup every time we changed her. She was okay with it. Okay. Now, where are you getting the costumes? Because A lot of these costumes when you see, and sometimes I feel so bad for these little kids when I see them because it's like so much tulle or like so much fabric. Were you able to find some lighter weight dresses for her or were you just like tools where it's at? She was fine with it. (laughs) So I got a short sleeved Elsa dress and then I had it uh, hemmed at the bottom. So it only came up to like her like calves. Um, So she didn't trip over it and it was short sleeved. So that one was pretty cool. I got it on Etsy. There's just some random person that made dresses on Etsy. So it wasn't too bad. And then the other two were actually nightgowns that I had her in. So they were like, you know, silky. I would 100% yeah, have seen like a Target or whatever, like the the princess, the Disney princess nightgowns. And sometimes I look at them and I I have the same thought. I'm like, these could just be lightweight dresses that they wear. Really her heaviest thing was she had a little Minnie Mouse outfit she got for her birthday that I put her in to meet Minnie Mouse. And that was a little heavy. So that she wasn't in for very long. You'll make fun of me here for all the times I changed her. But for the breakfast, I was dressed as Snow White and Snow White was super cute with her. And uh, that went really well. All the princesses were pretty interactive, except for Sleeping Beauty. For some reason, we were (laughs) Abby and I were (laughs) She was she was sleepy. She was. She She was was very sleepy. It it looked like she might have been a little hungover or something. But (laughs) 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 so Sleeping Beauty was sleepy, but the rest of them were good. Interesting. Isn't she isn't she supposed to be 16? Isn't that the story of Sleeping Beauty? 
it's like her 16th birthday. She did not look 16. And then she, get, then she gets married. I don't know, but. She did kind of have the attitude of a 16-year-old. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, we went to that breakfast. The food was great. The breakfast food was great. And it was like all you can eat and delicious and lots of different things. There was like cheeses and meats and uh, like lunch meats and pastries and eggs and cheesy potatoes and all the things I love. That was really good. The boys, while we were at the princess breakfast, they got school bread from Norway. And then they rode the green version of Mission Space, which my husband said he never needs to go on that ever again. (laughs) The boys didn't say much about that. They didn't seem to care about it. But he never wants to do that again different for kids you hit a certain age and suddenly you're like wait a minute i actually want to go on mission space i've never been on it but there's so much negative feedback that i i like i just i'm morbidly curious i've never been on it do you do you get motion sickness at not all? really do you have claustrophobia claustrophobia no i'm really then you'd be yeah, i'm sure you'd be fine then. i'm like the opposite i'm, sure I'm more afraid of the like ocean and outer space like wide open okay. spaces but I'm sure you, I'm sure you would be fine. People don't, I mean, it's what, if you get motion sickness whatsoever, this one will do it. And if you don't like tight spaces, cause you have a harness over your shoulders and then when they close the shuttle or mm-hmm. I don't know what you even call the thing, like the, when they close the shuttle, it's like, it comes really close to you. So you're like, your face is in a screen and you're locked in. Yeah. So I don't like not being able to move. But if you're not, if you don't have those issues, I think you would be fine. Well, that explains why my husband didn't like it. He is pretty claustrophobic. So Uh, yeah, I am too. It's the tight space that I'm like, nope. nope, And then uh, they also, while we were at breakfast, they also went on Figment and they met Joy. So they did a couple different things. And then at 11 o'clock, the breakfast was over. We got out right before 11. Immediately, it was our next lightning lane time so we booked test track and there was a return time for 4 30 and we were able to modify it back to 3 35 as the day went on so i love that you can now modify yes you can such a good edit, refresh 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 and get a better time i'm glad that worked out so i was a little nervous because my daughter's nap time you know when she's waking up at 7 38 o'clock our time her nap time is like noon but I was really worried waking her up at 6.30 Eastern, you know, it's 5.30 Central. And I was like, she's not even going to make it through this princess breakfast before she turns into a monster. The monster did not um, come out until about <laughs> 10.50. And then like the last princess, she was like, no, thank you. I'm done. I want a nap. All of these princesses have dealt with various monsters, both fairy tale and children. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I mean, I guess it would have been okay. They were really well, good. You, you're the one who has to take the monster home, though. So she, so we got back to the stroller right outside of uh, Akershus, and she fell asleep right away, like almost immediately fell asleep in the stroller in her little Snow White gown. It was really cute. Very cute. We uh, met back up with the boys, and we decided to, we went to our Guardians individual lightning lane that we had for 1130. Guardians was $14 a person this day. Okay, so it's like the same price as genie plus almost like you know just a few dollars difference per person and honestly i would do it again though because guardians is the best ride in orlando it's so good right (laughs) yeah it's so so good good. it's such a great ride it's so fun okay what did the what did your kids think of it i assume everybody but the baby went on this one we had to do rider swap so abby and dave and the boys rode it first and i took isla into the creations food court right across the way from the guardian's entrance and sat with her in the air chain charged my phone answered some text messages downloaded some pictures from the app and then they all came back and I wrote it again with my oldest son. Oh, great. You got to do it again. And you know, what's really cool is that Elliot probably, he loved the rides more than any of my kids. My oldest kid did. And he got to ride all of the thrill rides twice because of Rider Swap. So that was really cool. It is a nice perk. They loved it. They loved it. My my middle child, he was pretty nervous getting on it. But once he got off, he came back smiling and really excited for it. So did you get different songs when you went on multiple times? Um, I have gotten September both times I've gone on it last time and this time. I was not aware the first time I went on it that they played different songs. So when you asked me what last time what song we got, I had no idea because I was like, I didn't even realize. And then I went and listened to all the possibilities that could be on it. And I was like, no, we definitely had September. And I love that song. And then that song played again while I was on it with Elliot. 
I get conga every time. I was like, how is this possible? Like, do they see me coming and queue up conga <laughs> every time? I've gotten a different song once and I've been on, I don't even know how many times at this point. I don't know what the other group got. They might've gotten conga. I don't know. I, I'm not sure what Abby and Dave and the boys got when they went on it. They couldn't remember, but everybody loved it. Abby loved it. She, Abby hasn't really done Disney a whole lot. She, she went when she was little, like five and, and you know, everything's so different than it was 20 years ago. And then she went as an adult, but only went to Magic Kingdom and barely wrote anything. This was kind of her first trip, you know, of modern day Disney. She thought that was really cool. She really liked Guardians. Yeah, after we did Rider Swap for Guardians, that took about an hour to fully complete the, you know, both of us going through the line and the Rider Swap and all of that. So this was about 12.50 and Isla woke up. So <laughs> Abby and Dave and I casually tossed around. I don't know that we'd really call it like drinking around the world, but <laughs> but trying. You, I'm sorry, you'd be... You'd be dead. Yeah. Like, I don't know how people, I really don't. Well, here's how we did it. We decided we wanted, we wanted to try the different drinks that were recommended at the different places around the world. And we wanted to try some of the snacks and stuff, but we also, you know, have three children with us. So we decided that we were going to buy one drink at every country and split it three ways and do this throughout the whole day. I think we all averaged three and a half drinks over a nine hour time period. So okay, it wasn't, okay. you know, we, we all could handle that. Right, so right. Uh, we, we ended up doing it. We completed it. We completed the challenge by the end of the day. And we weren't really too tipsy. It was too sauced. No, yeah. No. Okay. So, all right. So you sampled we a lot sampled of drinks. We sampled a lot of drinks. What, what were some of the highlights and what were some that you were like, you could go ahead and skip this one? So let's see here. We kind of did it broken up and I have my... I have my little itinerary here. So I'll, when I when we get to a country, I'll tell you which one we drank. How does that sound? Does that sound okay? Okay, that sounds good. So we started and we went to Canada first, right at 1230 when Isla woke up. And we got, I'm going to butcher these names, so I'm sorry. At Canada, <laughs> we got the, is it Blanche Chamblay? Sure, yes. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it was a sweet beer. That was really good. We started with that. And then we shopped a little bit. And then we went to the United Kingdom and got the Pims. That was really good. And then we went to a couple shops. My son, Oliver, bought a stuffed corgi, which was really cute. One of my favorite souvenirs. <laughs> and one of the only souvenirs my children bought that wasn't a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got to send yep, you a picture yep. of that, too. When Anything they could do to, like, pop, you know, beat, beat each other. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we have all the Disney weapons now. Thank goodness. <laughs> So glad. So that we stopped there. We just went to Canada and the UK. And then we had another lightning lane uh, booking. So we actually booked Frozen for a 530 return time in case we wanted to ride it later. But we never ended up using it. So then we went to France and we rode our Remy lightning lane. We used our Remy lightning lane around 130. So we did that. That was really cute. We we loved it. The kids loved it. Had you been on... Remy, did you go on that one last year? I can't remember. I went on it once okay. before and, and so did so did my husband, but my kids had never been and Abby had never been and they thought it was really cute and we had just watched Ratatouille right before we left. Okay. So they were they were ready and they understood yes. kind of what was happening because they just watched the movie. Yeah, they really liked that one. Isla liked it. She was shaking pretty bad when we got off of it, but she was she was she Aww. was enjoying it during the ride, but when we got off, I think it was Anytime the water sprayed her, she freaked out, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess as a little person, you're like, whoa, hold what on. What is this? It's also a very cold burst of water. It's like air and water at the same time. So then we got off of Remy and we got the Lemon Grey Goose Citron from France. I had already tried that. and I love it. The other two, well, at least Abby had not had that. So we tried that. And then we took a little break. And that was a, a winner for everybody? Now, I think Abby rated them all. And I think she gave it like a three out of five. Okay. I would love to see her rate her drink ratings if she still has. Yes, I have them somewhere on my. You can send them to me after we talk and I'll I'll add her her drink ratings in the show. notes so Everybody can see her thoughts on these. We kind of had different opinions on some of them. Abby and I really like hymns, but my husband did not. Now, do you tend to go like more sweet, more hoppy, more like right. stronger, lighter? Like typically if you're, you know, having a cocktail, how do you, 
How do you take it? I can have a little bit of sweet and then I can't have any more sweet. Abby is sweet all the way and Dave is more hoppy. So we were all kind of different uh, okay. palettes. All right. So everybody's different. I'm more sweet. So I'm guessing I will like her, her recommendations. Like for me in Canada, I go for the ciders and same with the UK, you know, like Strongbow is a UK cider. And so they always have Strongbow. Okay. So like that's for me, but I too, I like, I like sweet. I like crisp. So I'm guessing her and I'll have similar. <laughs> I think that pins you if I don't know if you've had that. I mean, I but... like it all. It's just whether or not <laughs> I, you know, can handle it. That's a different, a different question. So so far we're at three drinks and then we took a break. So it's, you know, everybody has had one drink, basically. We've all tried right, three right. different things, but we've split it three ways. So then um we decided to go try to do the Visa character meet and greet. And this was kind of funny because I really, really wanted Isla to meet Minnie Mouse in her red and white polka dotted dress because Isla had a red and white polka dotted mini dress. So I wanted I wanted her to meet the character in the same dress. We didn't know who was going to be at the Visa character meet and greet. It's a combination of Mickey, Minnie, Pluto and Goofy, and you never know who it's going to be. I changed her into her mini outfit just in case, but I knew that Minnie met at the front of the park in her red and white outfit if we didn't catch her in the Visa meet and greet. I changed her. We went to the Visa one. It was air conditioned and indoor. Always a plus. Always a plus. In July. It had these colorful walls that changed colors. And that might have been my daughter's favorite part of the entire trip was the colorful walls inside of the Visa meet and greet. And Minnie was there. And Minnie you did was catch her. there. We we walked <gasps> around the corner and it was Minnie and Pluto. And I was so happy that we didn't have to go stand in line for another character meet and greet. My daughter got really antsy in that line. And it was probably a 20 minute line. But then when I looked at my pictures, I'm pretty sure we spent 12 to 15 minutes, just our family in there with the two of them. So it was worth, oh, wow. it was worth the wait. So I'm surprised the line was, was 20 minutes with it being a uh, Disney card holder exclusive meet. There were only four families in front of us and it took 20 minutes. So I think they were just letting everybody have all the time that they wanted in there with them. Now, how does how does that meet work? Where is it located and what kind of do you have to show them the card? What do you have to do to get it? So I'm not even sure what the building is called. But when you when you exit the World Showcase and from Canada, that side, and then you just keep going left. It's like by the is it the Imagination Pavilion? The Imagination Pavilion where Figment is. It's next door to, to where all of that is. Closer to World Showcase. The building closer to World Showcase. And it's right in there. It's air conditioned. You just have to show them your Visa card and then they let you through. And you actually get the pictures for free, even if you don't have Memory Maker, which we did buy Memory Maker. Oh, you know, I did not realize that that was um, one of the perks. That's really nice. We got a bunch of pictures and... Isla was so cute meeting Minnie and Pluto. So adorable. She walked up to Minnie and like felt her hand and then turned around and ran back to us and then and then turned around and ran back and hugged Pluto and then turned around and ran back to us. It was like she was so excited. She didn't even know what to do with herself. It, it was adorable. I might have cried. It was so cute. We met Minnie and thank goodness didn't have to go to the front of the park to meet outdoor Minnie. And then Vanellope was meeting right next door. So we went in to meet Vanellope. But right as we got in there, she was leaving. We were at this point, we were kind of getting tired. And we we made the mistake of sitting down inside the figment play area. We let the kids run around and then we sat down. My husband was like, what if we went back to the room and we just took a little nap? And then we came back and Abby was like, if we go home, we are not coming back. (laughs) We are so tired. Yeah, it's tough. The moment you sit down, I had this conversation with, I can't remember, with one of my kids because I took each of them to a different after hours event. And I was like, we can't do a ride like people move or something. Like the moment you sit down, we're going to be like, all right, we're done. I want to go. Like you have to do those rides early and keep going, do the thrill stuff, do whatever later to keep you awake. Yeah, we, uh, Abby... Abby rallied us. She was like, guys, I've never been here. Well, I haven't been here since I was five. There's a lot to do. We have a lot more to do. We'll never come back. You can do it. So we stood up from Figment. Our kids got that good break in the air conditioning. We booked, uh, it was time to book another lightning lane. So we booked an immediate return for Soren and just walked straight over to Soren. I love the ride Soren, but it really annoys me that you can't bring strollers up 
into that building because that is a long walk. That is a long, steep, hilly walk and a huge indoor area to not allow strollers into. It's been a long time since I've needed to bring a stroller, but you're right. I do very much remember being annoyed when I had like a real little Mm -hmm. baby that I had to like pick up from sleeping or whatever or carry in just because it's hot and it is a long, steep walk. And most restaurants, or at least the big ones, you know, like the big food courts like that building, most of them you can bring strollers into and they don't care. But that one, you have to leave it at the bottom of the hill and that's annoying. Anyway, we went into Soren and we did rider swap, which was annoying because whoever wasn't riding had to run around with my daughter instead of just sitting with her in the stroller. So we did Soren. Kids loved it. That was really cool. They had never done it before, and it was right up Oliver's alley, you know, of the right kind of fast ride, I think, for him. Then we went over and did Living with the Land because we had never done that, and we wanted to experience that. So we did Living with the Land. That was cute. And then we used our Lightning Lane for test track. Um, I sat that one out and went back to Creations and refilled water bottles and charged phones and stuff while everybody else rode that one. I also put a bunch of... They have that really good ice from the ice machines there. They have good ice? They have pellet ice at the Creations place. (laughs) I was like, what makes good ice? I love pellet (laughs) ice. And also my daughter loves crunching on on ice, but I hate giving her, you know, big ice cubes because of choking hazards. Now, how hot was... I mean, where it's... July. It was hot. So I assume it's It was very hot. hot. Actually, at one point, we did take a lot of breaks in the air, but at one point I looked at my app and it said it was 95 degrees and 117 degree heat index. Like like the real feel. The real Oof. feel was 117 degrees. So it it was very Jeez. very hot that day. So what were you doing to keep everybody cool, and especially with a a baby who can't really express Or if she does, she doesn't know like the words to express that I'm super hot. I'm uncomfortable. So what are you doing? So we had two stroller fans, um, one for each seat in the double stroller. We had, we took a lot of air conditioned breaks, you know, every, even when we were doing world showcase later on in the evening, like every couple minutes we would stop in a store air conditioning as much as we could. And then we also had cooling towels that the boys used. We had spray fan bottles that you could spray the water on yourself and then fan it off. And we even had some necklace fans that we utilized. So we we brought an arsenal of cooling things. I think this is where having a stroller really comes in handy. Like we were talking about earlier, I have a whole bunch of like those big fans or the, the like the spray bottle fans, but I typically don't bring them with me because when it's just me going, yes. it's that's like too much stuff and they're they're bulky. But when you have a stroller, it's way easier to just throw that stuff For underneath. Sure. So that's what we did. We just threw it underneath or kept it in the cup holders and lots of lots of air conditioned breaks too. And Isla loves chomping ice. So I kept getting her cupfuls of ice, pellet ice to chomp on. And she loved it. The good ice. She loved chomping on the ice. So she did that. And then by the time everybody got out of test track, she was on her second nap of the day in the stroller. So we decided to go back to World Showcase and continue our drink sampling. The it was actually perfect because the boat goes from Canada. You can or you can get on it at the what do they call it? Port of entry and you can take it to Morocco, which was the first country we had not sampled. Oh, from. look at that. So, perfect and you can push the stroller right onto the boat. You don't have to fold it. So we got on the boat and we had told the boys, they were kind of like, "What ride are we going on next?" And we said, well, "Guys, we're going to take a little break from rides for a little bit." And we're going to walk around the countries, but there's a scavenger hunt you can do with uh, these postcards. And we explained the whole kid cot stations to them. And they might have liked that almost better than the rides. They were so oh, excited about the kid cot stops. My my boys are weird. They love they love collecting things. <laughs> I You know, my kids do too. It's that, I'm telling you, it's that age. Yeah. My youngest is now starting with that as well. My boy, I mean, it and what they collected changed mm-hmm. from like every six months, but it would be like, the, you know, rocks and then their room would have like a whole bunch of rocks in there. or It would be, you know, just like whatever leaves like leaves was <laughs> one they were collecting. I was like, you know, those are going to get weird and crunchy after a while. And yeah, no, we collected those, too. So I think yeah. it's that age. So anyway, they were all in for the kid cot stops. And so so we took the boat to Morocco and then they got the Morocco kid cot one. And then they ran back to get the France one since we were right there. We had to go back and get the Canada and the UK kid cots at the very end, which we'll get to. That was 
annoying for my husband. But at Morocco, this is important, most important part of Morocco, we got the mint tea as our drink. I loved it. It might have been my favorite of the whole thing. And Dave and Abby were not huge fans of it. Mint Mint tea? Mint tea. I don't even know what alcohol was in it, but it was good. It was a nice tea with, but it was very, very minty. And I thought it was refreshing and really good. The other two, I think they rated it like a two out of five, but I gave it a five out of five. We also stopped at Morocco and I don't know if there's like a bench with a mosaic little thing behind it at the Morocco pavilion and we stopped and took our picture because we took a honeymoon picture there back in 2012. Oh, that's so sweet. And then we went to Japan and the boys liked the Kidcot Station the best from Japan because they write your name in Japanese and they, they like interact with you and talk to you there. So they really liked the Japan one. We got the Violet Saki, which was a fan favorite. I cannot do sake, but I do. I like yes. floral flavors. We like all that. agreed when we drank it, when we all sampled it, that we had never tasted anything like that before. Like that, it was a new taste. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was good. Everybody, everybody really enjoyed that one. I think it was Abby's favorite. Then we got to Italy and we hit a wall. Isla woke up and we ended up. We got the wine flight, and I would recommend if anyone else is doing this. Don't get the mixed wine flight, get the white wine flight because they give you more reds than whites in the mixed one. And it was really heavy for the point of the day that we were in. That makes sense. Abby and Dave both had a little bit of the white wine and then they made me drink the red ones and I didn't even finish them. So (laughs) you're like, they made me, they made me drink them. They made me, they forced it down my throat. No, no. I ended up not even finishing all of the red because it was just so much. We were really hitting a wall at this point. I woke up and wanted to run around Italy, which really was a good place to run around. It's pretty open and they have that little stage that kids can run around. I will say there were a lot of like fountains with pennies in them. And my boys got disappointed that I didn't have any pennies in my... They they kept (laughs) wanting to throw a penny in the fountain and make a wish. And I didn't have any pennies. So if you're doing this with kids, maybe bring some pennies so your kids (laughs) can throw them in the fountain. Yeah. Why didn't you think of that? Come on. I had all the cooling fans (laughs) in the world, but no pennies. And then we reached America and we knew that we wanted to eat at the Regal Eagle. So um, we stopped in and ate there. Another cost-saving measure that we took on this trip is we packed food for the kids to all the parks and kept it in a cooler in in the stroller. So the kids had little like Hawaiian roll sandwiches and fruit and juice boxes and chips. And we got the good food from the Regal Eagle. (laughs) (laughs) You know, to them, they're like you know, peanut butter and chips or whatever they, to them, they got the good yeah. food. So I think yes, it, they it probably did. worked They out. very much enjoyed what we packed for them. And it, a lot of times I felt like we would have been wasting money had we bought them food from a food court. So, but I got the loaded fries from Regal Eagle and it was delicious. Actually, the boys stole my onion rings. Yeah. The boys really liked the onion rings on the top of my loaded fries. I didn't get to eat those because the kids stole them. Oh, we got the <laughs> glittery lemonade from the Regal Eagle and split that. And that was refreshing. And that was the moment I decided that every drink should have glitter in it. Right. This makes it. Better. Why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we putting edible glitter in everything? Glitter and pellet ice. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. And the good ice. <laughs> And then we got to Germany and we realized that we were running a little low on time because it was 7.15 and we we're like, oh, shoot, you know, fireworks are at nine and then they kind of kick everybody out of the park after that and all the everything closes down at nine o'clock. So we kind of went pretty quickly through Germany, just kind of buzzed through. The kids looked at the little mini train set as we were walking through and got their kid caught thing. We got a great, grapefruit Hefeweizen from Germany. I barely drank it because at this point I was still sick from the wine. So Abby and Dave drank that one more than I did. I do like then that Then we went to China and got the cantaloupe tea. I didn't drink much of this either. I was still recovering from Italy. <laughs> the boys, their eyes lit up here at the souvenir shops here at China. They have a lot of it outdoors. They have a lot of the little souvenirs and toys outdoors. So Elliot got a little dragon string puppet and Oliver bought nunchucks, which... You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Chinese nunchucks, which uh that sounds good. Added to our weapon <laughs> arsenal <laughs> from the trip. So they got little souvenirs. 
Just what every nine-year-old needs. Yes, of course. Nunchucks. Nunchucks. And, you know, they didn't whack each other with them at all. Well, that right there is a, that's a miracle. It's a Disney miracle. <laughs> and then we went to Norway. And when we got to Norway, we were like, okay, guys, two more drinks and we will have completed this. <laughs> like we're so we're close. So close. We have we're to buy the last there. two. So we got to Norway and they only... At that point, you have you to. You have to. When you're two away, yeah. you have to say you conquered it. At Norway, they only had two options, at least at the place we went. They had just a Norwegian beer, like a normal like ale Norwegian beer. And then they had Norwegian like alcoholic coffee. And we decided that coffee was way too heavy at this point in our trip. So we just got the regular Norwegian beer and it was okay. It was just a beer. I don't know. The coffee might help keep you awake. Yeah. You know, it's been a long day. There was something about how heavy my stomach was still from the Regal Eagle food and everything else we'd packed in that day that I was like, oh, coffee is gonna, that might be bad. (laughs) Things might get ugly. Things might get ugly here. So then as we were getting into Mexico, they have this station where you can carve your own, well, you don't carve it. A person carves a ring for you, like a customized ring. And Abby wanted to get some as souvenirs for her family. So she stopped to get some rings. Dave and the kids ran over to Canada and the UK and got their two Kidcot cards from Canada and the UK. And then we all met back up at the Mexico Pyramid, went in and got the Kidcot stuff from there. We got the specialty pina colada frozen drink. And that was a really nice, like refreshing end of the night drink. Abby waited for her rings while the five of us went on the three caballeros ride. And then we went and sat at the restaurant on the lake in Mexico and watched the fireworks. Okay. And how, how was viewing? How was getting a spot? It actually, that's another way we could tell that the park was pretty empty was there were still tables left at this at at like (laughs) 850. There were still tables left. So the place we were at though, it kind of hid a lot of the fireworks. So Isla didn't like them anyway. She didn't like the sound. So she just kind of sat and covered her ears, didn't want to watch them. Abby stood with Oliver kind of sticking their heads out the side of the canopy there so that they could see. And then Dave took Elliot back around so that they could get a better view outside of the restaurant. And then after the fireworks were over, we really took our time getting back to the buses. We didn't feel like fighting the crowds and we had, you know, to digest everything that we had just put in our stomachs. So... (laughs) And the kids had slushies that I just bought them from Mexico. So to avoid crowds, we walked up kind of a different path. I don't even know what you call it. But instead of walking that main path out of the World Showcase Pavilion, we walked to the right. There's like this twisty, turny path that goes by Test Track and all of that back there. Uh-huh. So yep, we yep. walked on that path. And then we took a bunch of pictures with the, the Epcot ball all lit up. Just so pretty at night. That's the best. And then got back around 1030. How was that bus ride back? You said you're like the first drop off at your resort. We were. The only bad thing is by that point in the night, we got to the bus stop so late. We got at 945. They were only doing one bus between French Quarter and Riverside. So it had to stop by French Quarter first. But then we were the first bus after French Quarter. All right. I think this is a great place to pause here. Thanks to Allison for sharing the first half of our trip with us. Join us for episode 172, which should already be live uh, for the second half of Allison's trip. And I will hopefully see you guys in the parks. 